following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Go, Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Monday, January 17th, 2022. Season 17, episode number 99. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios. Just can't get to 100, can we? At the start, we just, and I don't even want to laugh because it's just... Actually, I do kind of want to laugh just because it's just like, what else can you do at well, this point? You can do the other one. No, which, I don't, which I'm sure several which, people have done. Maybe which our producer did right before we went on the air. Like I think that was kind of what we're all feeling. Cowboys lose 23-17 to San Francisco. Uh, I, I can't say that it was a surprise. I think we were all... Very concerned about this matchup last yeah. week. Mm. Yeah, I, I thought they'd win. I mean, yeah, we yeah. all picked the well, win. We all picked we them. Did. I think we all had some trepidation. I don't think any of us were like, well, oh, the Cowboys will roll through this team. I don't think. Yeah, like, I, roll, but, yeah, I thought they'd win. I mean, I thought they would win. I thought yeah. they'd play better, but they just didn't. They're not. They're not. I mean, I fell for it. I really did. I, I, I wrote this. We talked about it. I fell for it. I thought they were better. I, I did. I, I thought this season was different because it was. It was season was different than what we've had, but not to the point where it was going to be a different ending. So um, everything they've done all year long, they showed it in that game. And, and they were, you know, they were a pretty good team. They, they've been pretty good this not year. Not all year long, though. Well, I feel like at the beginning, and I was thinking that this morning as I was driving here, I'm thinking, I'm like, man, how did – I personally go from watching the game and feeling so pumped and confident that they would this is a year that they could get to the Super Bowl. You know, the way that the offense was playing, they were making mistakes and all that, but they were overcoming it every single time. And then all of a sudden it changed in the second half of the season. We talked about it on here, oh well, teams start looking at your schemes, they start preparing for you and all that. But it, it's like it has to be more than that. There has to be something else as to how this team changed so much, like night and day, from what we had seen initially from me thinking and coming on here and saying, well, we are going to the Super Bowl, asking for my ring and everything. I don't think they changed. I, <laughs> I forgot I really, about that. I yeah. really don't think they changed. I, I don't. You don't? No, you think I, they were the same team? It's just that yeah. they faced different they, opponents they and that changed it? As I was saying, they were pretty good team this year, and pretty good will get you knocked out in the wild card round. That's what pretty good does. See, I I think you're right, but for different reasons. I think they uh, they didn't change, they didn't adapt, they they did not respond to any of the challenges that came their way. Whether that was their problems with officiating, whether that was their problems with teams figuring out how to beat them, which is to rush four and drop in zone. I mean that that problem arose on November seventh, and they they looked just as helpless dealing with it on January what was yesterday 15th whatever 16th, doesn't matter yeah, they looked just as helpless dealing with something that they saw all the way back in November they looked just as terrible cleaning up their penalties as they did in October when that was an issue that they overcame but they never adjusted to it and maybe maybe I'm just shooting from the hip in the wake of a frustrating loss but it just strikes me as like an unearned type of arrogance like every week in the wake of all of this stuff, there was this confidence, maybe arrogance, seeing as how they didn't handle it, exuding from this team of 
line them up. We got it. We, 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 I know what we have in this locker room. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to do the other. And it never really translated. They played some crappy teams and showed off their potential doing that. But um, from week six until yesterday, they never answered the bell against like the type of opponent that you need to be to, to be a great team. Yep. And it's frustrating. I think I've said this a few times. It reminds me of 2019. You'll never convince me. like That, that 2019 team belonged in the playoffs. I'm not saying that they were a Super Bowl team, but they, they were good enough to be in the playoffs. And they couldn't get there. Couldn't get out of their own way. I do think this team had the talent and the potential to be special, but they just didn't change. They did not take the steps necessary over the course of the season to be something more. And the problem that we said from training camp and before that that we were worried about continued to be a problem all year. The center and the left guard spot, they can't block. They can't move (laughs) the guys off the ball. And you're not going to change your quarterback because he's making more money than God right now, so that's that's what he's going to do. But you better get the guys up front to, to to block for him. You have to you have to sell out next year to protect him because Dak needs your help. He ran more than a cross country runner yesterday, and he's not good enough to do that all the time. He needs help, and he didn't get it either. So let me ask you guys this, and I know this happens all the time because especially for for you guys that write. You, you find yourself years from now, you'll go back and you'll think about this playoff game and there'll be a certain thing in your mind, whether it's a memory of a specific play or just how they played in general. What will be that thought? Like years from now, how will you guys crystallize this particular game? That's actually what I wrote about last night. Yeah. And I think it's ironic. I think because the way that it was talked about, it was the first five minutes of Mike McCarthy's press conference. It was the first 10 minutes of Dak Prescott's press conference. What I will probably remember is the final 14 seconds and really that whole sequence from the time Trent Williams got the false start to when the clock ran out. That's what you'll remember. Like, oh, the game where Dak couldn't get the spike off. But that's not. It should be remembered for them playing like crap for 50, 50 minutes. And like, I mean, and, and we've seen that time and time again. And it, it rubbed me the wrong way. I, even even as bonkers as that whole thing was, I was like, why are we talking about this as if this is the reason why they lost? It's not. It's not. It's the fact that it took them 35 minutes to realize they were in a playoff game. That's why they lost. Uh, so that's probably what I'll remember is like, oh, yeah, that was the game with the weird spike situation. But really, they got nobody to blame but themselves. I mean, yeah, I'll probably say something snarky five years from now and be like, yeah, that was the game where they played in the playoff and they didn't get the playoff. That's mm. that's that's <laughs> like it. It's a very Nick, it's a very Nick comment. <laughs> and not only not only once, but twice. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I I mean, I got a problem with that play with 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 the officials. Yep. I mean, cuz everyone's saying that they they did it right. They, they you know, even that that arrogant referee that in, in the in the transcript that we read, he was like, "We did it right. We did it right. We did it right." I don't think so. I don't think you did right, but we'll talk about it. We'll get to that. Amber, well, how you Because I've refed a lot of games, so I know. <laughs> how will you remember that game, Amber? I don't know. But right now, how I feel is that <laughs> it's it's just here we are again, again. And, and, you know, so many times, like even in the second half, you keep thinking maybe Dak – my biggest thing is the quarterback right now. You keep thinking he's got it, or at least me – 
every time, you know, we see progress, beginning of the year, even last year before he got hurt, it's like, okay, he got it. He got it. But then you realize he doesn't. Or, or then there comes a time where you really need him, and he plays like crap. And I, I think he's a special player and everything, but it's just like one of those moments again where in a game that you really needed him to step up, he did not. So this is how I'm coming off this year. It's like... I don't want to say that they made the right choice in signing him, giving him all that money and all that, but it is questionable. Is he the right guy to be the quarterback and lead this team, or do you have to really spend a ton of money in bringing up guys to build around him to help him out the whole way? Yeah, you know, I'll tell you this. Here's when I when I think back at this game, I was looking at all the different things that happened because there were lots of things that happened in this game you could point to to be like, yeah, that was wrong, that was off, that was a problem. But really, for me, what this game came down to is, check this out: two forty-two left in the fourth quarter. Uh, they had three timeouts. They were down by six, and they have the ball. Uh, in that drive, Dak was one of five for thirty-eight yards. Had the nice reception, or the nice uh, completion. Uh, to Dalton Schultz, but other than that, over. Like, it didn't complete any other passes. They had two balls that you could say were dropped, CD and Zeke. Uh, they had an offensive line penalty that they got declined on the play where Zeke dropped the ball because San Francisco was like, well, you dropped the ball, so we'll just take that. We don't need to, mm-hmm. to necessarily take the penalty. You had a sack, which Connor Williams gave up, talking about your, your guard and how ineffective they are. Um, and then you had on the final play of that one a open receiver – that because Dak is feeling pressure, because there's a blitz up the middle that either somebody didn't pick up or Dak couldn't make a guy miss to buy himself more time, he kind of just heaves the ball. They can't complete the pass, and they can't keep the drive going. To me, you look at all that stuff, that was the game right there. Don't give me all the stuff of what happened after that and ref did this, ref did that. At the end of the day, as bad as they played, 242 left in the game. They had every opportunity to then drive and win the game, yep. and they were highly ineffective. And Not just a few plays. They were highly ineffective on offense. And I think, and I, and if I don't know if you said this or not, but going into the game, the, I mean, the 49ers' two best defensive players, we thought yep. were Bosa and, and Warner, and neither one of them are on They're the gone. field right yep. there. So it's, I mean, yeah, you had the they had the ball with north of two minutes and all of their timeouts facing yep. a six. I mean, that's where you, that's what you want. That's what you dream about if you are a team capable of winning a playoff game. And I definitely, I'm not going to absolve Dak. I thought that he had a terrible game. Uh, the, I mean, the decision on the interception was was not good. Um, I don't, his accuracy didn't seem awful to me yesterday. And again, like it's going to sound like I am, and I swear I'm not. But um, their offensive line got embarrassed yesterday mm-hmm. to not have Nick Bosa in that game for half of the game, and you wouldn't know it. Five sacks, pressured all the time, and and I, maybe I'm making excuses for him. I don't know. I'm sorry, but like when you can rush four and drop seven down after down after down, and make Dak repeatedly try to squeeze balls into tight zones, they're playing zone all day, uh, and and he's running for his life while he's doing it. It's gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard for a lot of guys, and maybe Aaron Rodgers can overcome that. And that's why there's only like one on the planet. Um, so that was Dak didn't play well. But holy crap, his offensive Tyron line. Smith. That the whole name a name I get maybe Zach. Maybe Zach Martin. And I think the 49ers specifically schemed their front to basically say, all right, Zach will beat his guy and we'll yep. just embarrass the rest of them. Yep. Like that's what it seemed like they were doing. Uh 
Lyle had a rough day. Penalties, several pre-snap penalties. Connor Williams, it speaks for itself. I mean, I I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm doing the CD right now. I'm giving him the Bobby. I don't know how you justify that. And I don't don't know how that makes sense. Tyron Smith looked like a hobbled old player yesterday. Again, Bosa left basically at halftime, and Mm -hmm. other guys were getting home plenty. I'm going to go back and watch it again because I I, I watched it once last night, and I didn't see – a lot of issues from Tyron. I got to watch it again, I guess, because I, I thought he played pretty well. I thought there was a couple of issues there. He gave up a pretty <laughs> shout out Longhorns Charles yeah, Charles Amenahu, yeah. who I knew well, the Texans were like, we're good. Bye-bye. I know I know his name because I cover the draft, but like a journeyman fifth round pick, he had a sack and a half yesterday. Beat Tyron clean yep. on one of them. Yep. Um, yeah, I and you're just, just not used to seeing that. It it might be, and, and again, I, I don't want to give the impression that Tyron Smith is no longer a good player. No, that's not it. That's not what I'm it's saying. It's that I don't know that Tyron Smith is an elite player, and and then you start questioning. Okay, if he's not elite and he's not reliable from an, from a health standpoint, then yeah, but is it time to start looking at other options? But here's the thing about that. You know what else is an elite about him? His contract. <laughs> it's well, not. you got that up and down. This like you've got a couple guys like that. No, but but I'm saying, if you if you think that just Tyron Smith is a probably not a top five player anymore, maybe he's just a top ten or top fifteen. I think he's still he's still on the cheap. I have to go look at it. But, but yeah, but, no, by like the way these contracts work for sure. He just hasn't. But is the play what you need if you're if you're talking about the fact that you got problems at a lot of other spots as well and maybe that's the reason why you couldn't do anything different because you got a lot of other spots that are much more important that you fix than left tackle but we're getting into the weeds a little bit like we can go over all of that we got a long time to talk about it yeah we do but it just i mean again like nick said earlier like and wrote about like every single thing that's bothered them Leading up to this, came home to roost, and that's it. Makes it frustrating because the, they didn't do anything to address it, really, or they didn't do enough, except for one. What's that? The the field goal and extra point. Yeah, Zerline <laughs> played great. And, and I'm telling you this: if they would have scored a touchdown, Stop. he's going to hit the post. Stop. I don't know if it goes in or out, but I mean, it's not going to be right down the middle. Can you imagine how quiet that place would have been? Yeah. No, it wouldn't have been because the other side. The other side? Yeah. Yeah, It wouldn't have been quiet. There was no quiet yesterday. And by the way, it wasn't that they were overpowering, but they were enough that when they they were cheering. There there were enough of them there. There They had a good crowd. When the refs refs said the game was over, there was was a sizable cheer. And honestly, I like that atmosphere. I love that that in a playoff atmosphere. No, it was great. You've got a loud audience, a loud set of fans, and you you got some on both sides. I would say, what did you guys say, 70-30 split, I would guess? Something like that. So I think that's that that felt right. That felt good for a playoff and, game, you know. And and thirty percent good fans. Yeah, you know, passionate. Yeah, passionate fans of fan base. You know, obviously, if you're going to spend that money to get in, you know, you are. And and so you can, anybody can be loud. Yeah. You know, anybody can. You know, if you boo, you're going to hear that. So I mean, they 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 were they were there. Just like it would have been if the Cowboys would have played there, it would have been the right. same thing. I mean, yeah. that's that's what happens in the playoffs. playoffs. Yeah. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, I do want to dive into that end-of-game scenario, what you guys thought of it. We've heard from Nick. I want to hear what Amber and Dave oh, You haven't heard that. yet. Okay, well, let's, <laughs> let's talk about that when we come back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. At AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? 
because you deserve it for turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United Ag and Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbent attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him, it projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys, and Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar and a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere and a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Back to the break. Welcome back. It is the second segment of the show live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're talking about the Cowboys' loss, 23-17. They have been booted from the playoffs. San Francisco goes on. They will be playing, uh, I guess they're, at this point they're playing the Packers. Yep. Wow. Um, It'll be a great game. It will be. It will be. It'll be. I, it, you know, honestly, and I heard this before the game, and I think it's true. We talked about all week how bad of a matchup it was for Dallas, how tough of a matchup, I should say, it was for Dallas. It's really a tough matchup for almost anybody that's left in the playoffs just because they do what they do so well, and it's so different than what everybody else does. Uh, so it's going to be a tough matchup for Green Bay as well. difference is Green Bay's got that dude. <laughs> you have it. He's you got that dude, at quarterback, yep. that can kind of right-size all that kind of stuff. Yeah, all right, let's right. talk about, though, the uh, the end of the game. We talked about it a little bit in the first segment. Uh, basically, they, they decide that they're going to, uh, with very little time, they opt to, to allow Dak to, to basically run the ball uh, right up the middle of the field, and the hope was he would get down in time to be able to then respot the ball, spike it, and give them one more shot, roughly 25 to 30 yards, uh, in order to, to win the game, which sounds like a great, probably a, a more, well, I'll let you guys answer that. Was that the right decision, or should they have opted for take a shot at the end zone or maybe two shots at the end zone from back at the 50 and see what you can come up with? Here's the thing. I, I like... I like that they thought outside the box. Like your odds of completing, they were at the 41. They were at the San Francisco 41. So odds of completing a 41-yard pass to the end zone in the NFL is not good. Uh, so you got to find a way to get up there a little bit. And in a vacuum, I it's a smart idea. It's like nobody's expecting this. Nobody's going to be covering the draw because you got to be a crazy person to do it. Yeah. And you theoretically, like 14 seconds is the traditional threshold of like you have enough time to get down, get everything together, spike it. I like the thought process in a vacuum. 
here's the thing. Football games aren't played in a vacuum. And they said this after the game. They rep it time and time again, and it works. But here's the thing. You're on your own practice field, in your own environment. Everybody knows exactly what you're trying to do. Our dear friend Dylan Keene, the equipment manager, plays referee. He knows exactly what they're doing. He's going to sprint in with the ball, put it where it needs to be. That's not going to happen in a game. Mm-hmm. Maybe the like the ref doesn't know what you're going to do. The ref is maybe out of shape or winds up 20 <laughs> yards behind the play. Should he be? No. Is it something that you have to kind of count on maybe going wrong? Absolutely. The 49ers player is probably going to lay on you and like forget how to get up and maybe swat <laughs> at the football. That stuff's going to happen. That's what they're trained to do. And so I like the idea. The thought that it was ever going to work in a live game perfectly – was probably far-fetched. Mm-hmm. And so I think you would have been better off maybe running an out for 12 yards. The Jason Witten special, they ran it with Dalton Schultz earlier. I think that's more likely to get you there than that. Um, like I said, I, I understand the thought process, but I just don't think it was realistic that it was ever going to work. Everything was just very sloppy. It's like nobody was on the same page. It's like this is your first time playing football and you're still trying like you know this is like mistakes that you do in the practice field when you're trying to figure out okay what are we coming up with this week but the way that they went out there and let me say this I I said this to several people yesterday and people you know I always talk about demeanors and vibes and all that and it's dumb or whatever but I said it to several people when I got there and I was watching the sidelines both teams the Cowboys were just standing there, which is fine or whatever. And then I look at the 49ers, and I can't I can't remember what players those two were because they were from the side, so I couldn't see the numbers, and they were far. But they're hitting each other like this to the point where I'm thinking, are they fighting in my head? And then I keep watching, and, watch, and they're just pushing each other really, really hard and just going at it. And then they hug at the end or whatever. So it was like hyping each other up and like right at the beginning of the game, like pregame. I could see just the energy on both sides. And I know I always talk about this, but I made my point of sending it to several people. I'm like, this is not looking to be great because of how they're coming into the game. The game. Anyway, point is, I feel like they didn't come in prepared. And they didn't have the what they needed to do. And it's it was just too late at the end of the game. And what they did, even, uh, what was that one? Where they, was it... They handed the pass to uh, Cedric, and then he threw it to get it to... Uh, mm, to the hook and ladder, yeah. Yeah, to Tony Pollard, was it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they messed, they botched that one. Cedric, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, wasn't, yeah. it wasn't good, but my point is, like, little things like that, when you watch it, it's just like, they 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 were lost. Like, it's not like everybody is in sync, or it, this was planned, or they knew what they were going to do. And I know they play, and they uh, they practice all these plays, but I don't know, just the whole thing from beginning to end. And at the end, with the ref... What was the problem with adding like a few more, like an extra second and going back and like saying reviewing this play and like you? Know, I know you're gonna talk about it, Nick. What happened there with the ref mm-hmm. at the end? But I don't get what the big deal is in adding an extra second and saying, you know what, we kind of messed up. Let's just let you guys go it, even though it's not gonna work out for you guys at the end. Because they they don't think that they did mess up because. They're, they're, the, what the official said was, as we spotted the ball correctly, the Cowboys are supposed to hand the ball to the official, apparently, and, and they, Biotis tried to spot the ball and whatever. But my, my issue, though, is just that the back judge was uh, 
he was in he was at Six Flags when that play started when that play ended. I mean he was he's, he was at the fifty yard line and he stayed at the fifty when Dak got down. He had to run and sprint. He should have already been doing that. And once Dak took off, it's his job to get the ball. He should have been running. He was out of position. So yeah, he he spotted the ball, but it took way too long for him to get there. I mean, he's not 25 years old. I mean, he 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 as a, as a ref, and your job is to be athletic and get up there. Then you you better get up there quicker. And he wasn't. So I mean, they they're not going to probably make the hell or the, the the play or whatever. I mean, that's not why they lost. But I don't I don't I think for the NFL to say that our guys did it properly, I don't think that's correct. I I, I mean, it, you got you got seven refs there or eight refs. You got a thousand refs on the sideline. You got New York sitting up there. I mean. I'll say this: They didn't win anything with New York this year. It was either New York called down and 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 changed a call on them, or they didn't call or or whatever. I mean, I, I they gotta they gotta figure that out about when do we go to New York and when do we not? You know, it, it seems a little weird, but I, I just thought the ref was out of position. I mean, for sure, that's not why they lost, but he, he was out of position to me. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that you know, and, I, and I'll ask you guys this question: it, it was that a situation where you think? they didn't understand they needed to get the ball to the ref because we've seen you see this all the time in the NFL where where I know I get that but I'm saying like Dylan we see it all the there. time we see it all the time in the NFL where at the end of game guys go down and they immediately look for the ref to try to get the ball to them because they know he's the one that has to spot it so they try to help him along like you, like you're right yeah. like he should have been up there but a lot of times he's not so the player will get the ball to the ref so that the ref can you know, at least you make it a little bit faster because yeah. you're helping him. Do you think this was a situation where the Cowboys erred in not doing that and not looking to identify who the ref is, get the ball to him yeah. so it makes it move a little faster? Yeah, I mean, that that was that's probably part of it. But again, it goes back to he's not there, so you're just in panic mode or whatever. To go back to what Dave said on the play, and I actually was standing down there and I said to the guy next to me, I would have thrown Pollard's in the slot. I, I said I'd go right over the middle of the field here and go down and spike it. That's a lot quicker. Pollard's faster. He's right there. You throw it to him. He gets 10, 15 yards, and then everyone's moving. Your quarterback doesn't have to go back and then forward. I like the middle of the field. I just would have done it with Pollard. It's wide open. Yeah. Um, but That's Good call. Yeah. I mean, I have to go back and look at the coverage they were playing, but it's obvious they left the middle of the field wide open on purpose. You can take advantage of it, yeah. but that is a slow-developing play. Yeah. Uh, not I. I don't want to be a douche. I'm getting aggravated all over again because like we're spending yeah. a significant no, chunk it. of right. the show, yeah, right. and there's so many other reasons why they lost this game. I mean they they got pretty thoroughly outplayed and outcoached in almost every facet. The, I mean the the slow starts are, are are ridiculous, and I mean at this point, I mean we'll talk about the offensive coordinator and all that, but like how, he's going to be a head coach. Like seriously, I, I I don't see it. I haven't seen it all year. I don't see it, and I don't know how you would see that. Like his teams aren't prepared in the first half, like in, in the first quarter of games. I mean, they haven't been that good. Now they make some adjustments, but you know they 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 rally back. But but I mean, they shouldn't be down so much. And I think it all comes down to preparation. So, and I'll throw this out too. And I think this is where I want to go next is the penalties. Uh, this is a game where once again penalties killed them, and yeah. I, you know, I, I heard somebody say it like this this morning. I think it was on uh, Sean and RJ here at, at 105.3 The Fan. They're like, you know, the first time you get cheated on, you know, you look at the other person, you're like, man, I was really messed up. 
by the fourth time, you got to start looking in the mirror and being like, why am I in this situation? Maybe I am allowing this to happen. Maybe there's something more I need to be doing so I'm not in this situation. And it's a similar situation here with refs. I'm, I'm kind of tired of this team talking about after games, talking about the refs I'm and sick the refs of it. did this and that and the other. I don't like it's one thing, one game. It, it's been multiple games. It's, Figure it out. It yeah. is the epitome. It's petulant. Like they sound like whiny kids. And like from the coach on down, yep. honestly. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's yeah, it's gross. I mean, they they were flagged 14 times yesterday. I challenge you to go find more than two or three that weren't just outright flags. Like I thought I thought Connor got flagged for a holding early where I mean the guy did go to the ground, but it looked like he kind of lost his footing and Randy Gregory won. I think mm-hmm. sure. I think that he was moving his foot, the, the tackle was moving his yeah, foot. Yeah, I mean Trent Williams got away with some stuff, yeah. but Randy Gregory had worse penalty. Maybe yeah, the, the defensive holding on Randy. I mean, yeah. don't come at me. Yeah. Don't come at me like most of these weren't earned. Right. You know, the play uh, was by you. Like just yeah, you know, that was just that was just dumb. <laughs> and that's the, the, it. Almost thought like he thought he had the ball. Yeah. Like he was tackling him. Yeah. What do you? I mean, Micah's there. Micah's got this thing. Yeah. It's going to be God. third and nine with a minute and a half to go. You call your 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 second time out. Like you're gonna get the ball back with about 125. Instead, you got it with 32 seconds. But do you think this is all a reflection of the fact that number one, the coach says he wants the team to play on the edge, which means he's okay with a lot of these penalties, especially the penalties that are kind of between the whistle. He was more concerned about the pre-snap ones, but that that particular yeah. penalty to me is about playing like trying to play at the edge. Guy kind of got you, so you just kind of pull him down. Whereas if the coaches may be coaching, look, we're not going to be stupid. We're not going to make dumb penalties. That's not about playing on the edge. That's about being smart about the time of the game and what's happening in the game. To what Dave said earlier, arrogant. I think that that's what it goes back to because – at the beginning of the year, you saw them making these mistakes, penalties, but it was working out. Okay, you come out with the win and and you can take it, whatever. But then you see how now it's affecting you, and they had plenty of time to be working on this because this, like you guys have been saying, this is nothing new. It's been happening week after week, and then we somehow end up talking about the refs or whatever. But I think that going back to that, I now do start seeing this team as maybe they were pretty arrogant throughout the season and it bit them in the butt at the end of the game, at the end of the year, it bit them in the butt because that's the only reason, the only way that you do not work on it. I mean, let me not say work on it because maybe they have been working on it and trying to improve of that. But for you to constantly be making the same mistakes and not see any kind of improvement week after week, that's you thinking that you got the better team, and at the end of the day, you're going to come out with the win regardless. My lasting Im- impression right now of this team is like this air of defiance coming out of these losses where it's like, well, not our fault. It ain't us. Yeah. Not, it ain't us. Vegas, Cardinals, last night. Um, we haven't even talked about Dak's comments about the referees. Go there. I, I just, it's a... It's a terrible look. It's not a good look. That was bad. It's not a good look for your franchise quarterback to say that. That was a costly game of what they had a chance to do. It's going to be costly for him to say that. It's Um, very unlike him. It's incredibly unlike him. What 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 happened? After the game, obviously, you saw the, the people throwing stuff on, onto the field, um, and you know, and, and it was they was asked about it. He gave a he gave a very Dak answer on it was disgusting. These players fight so hard, why would throw stuff at them? And then he was was brought to his attention. It was like, well, actually, I think they were throwing at the refs. And he said, well, credit to them, credit to them. Then he got a chance to come back, 
And he was given he was given an opportunity to clarify, and he was like, "Yeah, that's, that's I, what I meant. That's what I said. I, what I said. I say what I said. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, that's I get it. I get I get that he's frustrated. Uh, yeah. You know, he he talked about how this this and is going to last, stay with him for a long time. I'm sure it will. But, but let me let me also look. let me also say this too. Um, you know, we we do this every day. We yeah. sit here in front of the mics. We say things. We've said things. That we regret, you know, you get yeah, in the you moment. Finish you finish off the show things. and you're like, "Wow, I shouldn't have said that." You know, yeah. it happens all the time, yeah. and and you know, and and Dak shouldn't have said that. There's no doubt about it. Um, I got a problem with the people that didn't say anything. You know, that's 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 my issue. Who are you talking about? I'm talking about the guys that 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 don't step up to the mic and talk. You know, nobody so wants to. You think Dak wants to do that? You think Zeke wants to do that? Zeke Zeke's the best one that we've had in many years. As far mm-hmm. as this is my job. I go, I talk to the media. Game over, no matter what, matter I'm going to be there. if I had 24 yeah. yards rushing and two fumbles or whatever, this is what I'm going to do. And I stand down there, and I, you know, I, I mean, I got, I got Heisman more than anybody, uh, you know, last night. Chris and I did down there, and it's ridiculous. It really was. And so, so I, yes, Dak, you shouldn't have said that, but I also think that there's not enough credit that, that gets taken to the guys that do face the music, stand up there and have the answers, and you have veterans that had great seasons, Pro Bowl seasons, Pro Bowl players that said, I, I don't feel like talking. Or, I, 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 I y'all fix this shit, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> he was there last night, I think. He, I think he was. He was that's, tweeting about it. I'm yeah. just, I would guess he was That's there. an appropriate uh, drop there, Chris. <laughs> it really is. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's these... It's funny, though. I mean, I agree with everything you just said, but I think I'm big enough to admit... I would tell everybody to f off if I were one of those guys after a game like that. I'd be like, I I can't get in front of a microphone right now. It's not going to be good for anybody. But I admire the guys that do it. I mean, that's I mean they're paid handsomely to do it, but that's got to be tough. There's yeah. no doubt. I mean, I it, mean it's part of the job. It is. It's a part of the job for for a lot of them. I'm not going to say for everybody because everybody is not a part of their job necessarily. Uh, I think for the leaders, it is yeah. a part of their job because that's what leadership is. If you're going to talk about how great a leader they are, that's part of being a leader. Right, there's, right. There's a lot of disappointing stuff we can go over. We haven't scratched the surface. Like there's so much. The Cowboys we'll play calling. Tomorrow, yeah. The way, the way, like the 49ers, the like the way they scheme things up for their guys, getting digs to bite on multiple double moves. Mm-hmm. Like if if Jimmy G is a more accurate quarterback, they end the game. By burning Trayvon Diggs, basically. Yep. I mean, oh, yeah. they're just they're a smart coaching staff, well coached well coached team. team. Uh, well coached team. But to go back to what I was gonna say, like, not only did he play great, but Micah Parsons once again comes out and like is is like the mature, like we didn't do enough enough of this, like just very like down to business. We got to clean this stuff up. It's not good enough. Yeah, that I mean, if you're if there's a bright spot from this game other than Zerline not missing anything, it's probably that. It, Honestly, if there's a bright, Layden played the game of his season. If yeah, there is Layden a bright Vander spot Eksh. from this season, I think it is Michael Parsons. And what I had somebody tell me last night, man, when he becomes a leader of this team, look out! I was like, he's already he the leader of this defense for sure. Yeah, sure. There's no doubt in my mind he's the leader of this defense. I felt so smart, but like he, I mean, he did, he blitzed and he he did some edge stuff, but like. They used him against the running game, and mm-hmm. the 49ers ran for 145, but, like, they they did enough. This reminded me a lot of the Cardinals game. Like, the defense, they held him to 23 points, and this is a Dan Quinn trend at this point. Like, the 49ers' script worked to perfection. They got exactly what they wanted. They go down and get seven. 
defense kind of cracks its neck, and Mm -hmm. they were good the rest of the way. Their only other touchdown came on a short field because of Dak. Mm -hmm. Uh, They got a takeaway that set the offense up to get back into the game. Not the best game of their season at all, but they played well enough to win. And Michael was right there in the run defense. I mean, I think San Francisco couldn't have had more than like two explosive runs. I mean, a lot of that was gritty, tough running. No sacks, though. That was was tough. Yeah. Yeah. You know. But the the other thing I'll mention on that, Dave, too, though, that that I think you have to take a few points off the defense is there were a number of times yesterday where – they had opportunities to make tackles, yeah. and the guy got another four Which, or five yards. What did we, that's, that was a problem. That's yesterday. what they're good at. That was yeah. a problem. I mean, and it is. It's it's that was what we were talking about all week when we said the kind of the brand of football that San Francisco plays is a tough, gritty and, running style, and and that's what they live on. Is you think you got us? We'll get another four yards. And, and that like it's uh, seven to nothing, and it's third and twenty one at like midfield, and they throw a little pass to. The fullback, um, and you know he stopped at the forty-yard line, and he spins and gets to like the thirty-five. Mm-hmm. And the and, fullback, yeah. Well, because I can't say his name, Juszczyk, Juszczyk, whatever. He, <laughs> I don't think he's gonna kick a fifty-eight-yard field goal mm-hmm. with him, but he's gonna kick a fifty-three, and and you know the, that five yards. Because you know every every defensive player is so point, you know so excited to put their hand up and be like fourth down, fourth down. I'm like. Well, you just lost three points. Yeah, because you didn't get them when you're supposed to. You know, yeah, great. It's fourth down. It's still going to be three points as opposed to them punting. So, it's, and you know, and then I, I know you can't play the game that way. But I mean, just think what three less points does when you're trying to drive and you're down by three. You're at the forty yard line. You're already in field goal range. Yep. So, you know, those things those things add up. You're not saying anything that's incorrect, but twenty three points. 20, yeah, twenty-three points should win you a home game. Yeah, a, the offense had eleven possessions. Eight of them ended without points, either a turnover, the end of the game, or a punt. Again, nothing we haven't seen this season. Three hundred and seven yards of offense, and again, again, the other we talked about it a lot. Is like, can can the offensive line give Dak time to stand in there and throw? And the answer was no. I mean, that's the only thing you can fix now. You can't. You're not going to change your quarterback. You, you got to fix that. You have to fix it. Well, this. I'm going to throw one at you when we come back from a break that I think is something that can be fixed that I'm not sure the Cowboys have what it takes to actually go down this route, but I think it's something they should. We'll talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. There we go. <laughs> Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United, United Ag and Turf. Turf. 
the official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done, get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com cowboys. Back to the break. Well, the games are over at AT&T Stadium, but the fun is not. WrestleMania will be <laughs> here April 2nd, April 3rd, 2022. Get your tickets for the most stupendous two-night WrestleMania in history. Visit SeatGeek.com. Welcome back. Final segment of the break live from SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We are, uh, just so you guys know, we're going to have our, our normally scheduled show tomorrow as well. And then we'll start flipping into our off-season mode um, on uh, Wednesday and Thursday. And then next week we'll be fully into our off-season mode. We'll right guard, Kentucky, one. good good push. Good. Yeah. Hey, well, uh, actually, speaking of which. I mean, when's the draft? Speaking of which, start? I actually I talked, to, I talked to Kavanaugh and I talked to Broadus this morning. Oh, Broadus is probably they're, ready they're both ready. Look, I was like, any, you draft show anyone? And they're both like, yep, we're in. We're ready to go. Let's go. So I, I think I think we're gonna try to start pushing this thing either later this week or at the latest next can week. We, can we do next week? You I don't want to do it this just, week. I, and you I, need I, a break. I, you need a break. I love yes. the draft show. I enjoy doing it. Literally on the drive in this morning, I was just like, Derek's. Derek's gonna, gonna ask me. I was to like, do it. Derek's gonna tell me we're going on Thursday, and I'm gonna cry. I'm just gonna. All right. Because like For you, Dave, we're gonna wait like, till just, next week. Just give me some we'll time to All digest right. what just happened and maybe start looking. That you know, last year they were out of the playoffs for yep. all intents and purposes before Christmas. Right. I don't know anything about this draft class, yeah. so all right, let's yeah, we'll wait till me, next week okay. for you, Dave. Thank you, and uh, and we'll just kind of but but just so the fans know, next week all right. we're gonna hit the ground running. I will be excited. Going. I will be excited. Next week, or even later this week, but right now I'm just like, oh my god! You just went through a heartbreak. You can't just jump into Man. another relationship that quick. Thank you, thank you, Amber. <laughs> Dave and I That's were way to put were it. sitting up there in the in the press box last night, and and he he said something that I, I I didn't think of right off the bat, but he was like, this fan base this year, I mean, it's going to be tough. This off season is going to be tough. Yeah. God bless you if you're listening right now. Well, you you're listening now. But are you going to listen in March? Are you going to listen, you know, like... These folks are. Like, even, like, what if the Cowboys, not to mention, I mean, first place schedule, I used to think that was kind of not a big deal. But when you add another game, you're adding another first place team. Yeah. You know, you 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 face, I think you face yeah. four. They uh, got Rodgers, they got Brady, they got Joey B. You don't know if they got Rodgers. Well... Maybe they have the team that currently employs Rodgers. Point being, there's some really, really good teams on the schedule yeah. next year. It's gonna be tough. It'll be tough as it is At Tampa every year. But, the NFL's tough. But my mean, my point to that is, is you get to four and zero, five and zero. Doesn't matter. They're gonna be like, okay, that's well, doesn't matter. Listen, again, you know, it, it goes matter. back. It kind of goes back to the arrogance thing. And may, Nick, maybe you're right. Maybe they were just pretty good, not great, but like twelve wins. Is the reasonable expectation? That's that's the best 
most fans are ever going to hope for. Like you don't go into a season. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah, <clears throat> you're right. You don't. You don't. You don't go into a season like fourteen and three or fifteen and two. I'm yeah. still getting used to the new records, but like yeah. mm-hmm. nobody goes into a season expecting to lose two or fewer games. Like twelve wins is the reasonable expectation. Yeah. and this team. At times this year looked like a pretty special team, and it just didn't translate. And if you care about this team, even if you're like the biggest diehard, I don't blame you at all if you need to see more. Yeah. You're like, I ain't getting excited about a win in October. Why yeah. should I? Yep. I don't blame you at all. That's what the hard part. What upsets me the most is that we get to this point, and you always think, okay, we're only a few pieces away. It, it, that's what it always feels like as <laughs> – Opposed to last year, I was like, okay, fire everybody <laughs> from def- on the defense. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it always feels like that. But then you got to go through the whole thing of, like, you're never going to have the same team. And just like you might get some other better player at a certain position, you're going to lose players that have been doing a good job. So it's just, man, I don't know how you do the draft. Don't care about it. The draft is great, though, because the draft, like, and I think that's why, you know, I've already gotten a lot of tweets about, like, when does the draft show start? Because it might be unhealthy. It's definitely unhealthy. But, like, hope hope springs eternal. Yeah, like, it it renews you. you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, and then you have free agency too that yeah. you gotta deal with. Yeah, it, it does have, have a way of renewing you. Yeah, I will like not to be a downer though, and and you never know what you can find in the draft. Like, shoot, Justin Jefferson was the third receiver taken in his class, and he's all of a sudden looking like far and away. Not all of a sudden, he's far and away the best receiver. Like, we talked so much, it was like can't believe the league let CD fall to seventeen. Now I'm more like I can't believe the league let Justin Jefferson fall to twenty two or mm-hmm. wherever he was taken. The point I was going to make is just like this they're not going to be significantly better next year than they are than what they were right now unless a minor miracle happens you know like they've got a lot of tough decisions in front of them in free agency not a lot of money to spend and you could always stumble into an amazing draft pick but I think they're picking 24th odds that you're finding a difference maker at 24 and then whatever pick is after that they're not good so this is what you got and you got to find a way to get better results with it. And the we talked about the 12 wins, you know, about being a pretty good team. I mean, this is another thing we mentioned. Of those 12 wins, I mean, nobody's still playing. No, I mean, you won three playoff game, three you won three games against playoff teams. The Eagles showed that they didn't belong, uh-huh. and the Patriots didn't show they didn't <laughs> put up no fight. Yeah, you know. Wow. And, and the thing about it is, is what what do those two teams have in common? They have young quarterbacks that really aren't that ready to play. Yeah, you know, and it comes down to quarterbacks. I mean, I mean, and Dak, you know, we thought you know MVP at one point he should be his prime at this. Point. We thought comeback player of the year. He's not going to win that. Yeah, because they, they don't think they voted yet. They don't. They don't vote yet. Um, and, I don't know. And they're going to vote. They're going to vote Burrow because yeah. he's already won a game. Burrow's won as many playoff games as Dak. That that'll be said, and it's true. At how many years? I know there are quarterbacks that come in and they play really well mm-hmm. right off the bat. I mean, Dak did it himself his first year, you know. But at how many years into a quarterback's life do, does do they get that turning point where it's like, okay, this guy could be elite or could be really good? Is there usually like maybe a certain amount of years that it takes a quarterback to there's no, start becoming that? There's no? no definitive timeline. It, I mean, when do you start playing? Like, are you a day one starter as a rookie like Dak? Do you sit on the bench for four years like Rodgers or Romo? 
Uh, are you on a good team earlier in your career? I mean, Brady got carried by amazing defenses for the first few years. There's no, there's no formula. But by year six, with as much starting experience as you have, I'm not going to say you're a finished product, but that's where these results should start coming in. Yeah, that's where I was going to ask you guys. Do you think it's fair for fans who look at Dak now and say, he's been starting since he was a rookie, he's passed that first contract, he should be in his prime, and if he is in his prime, this is the best of what you're going to see from Dak Prescott. Yeah, and, that, and, and I remember writing this article in 2008, and Romo came up to me and was upset about it. And he said, yeah, I heard you called me Matt Hasselbeck. And I said, that's not what I said. Did you read the article? He goes, no, someone told me about it. I was like, well, that's your first mistake. Please read the article and then come back. Because what I wrote to, was is that everybody in the league, there's there's only a couple of Drew Brees and, and Brady's and May, Manning's or whatever. Seattle's got Matt Hasselbeck, and that they, they're committed to him, and that's who they've got. And so you have to, the way the quarterback market works, you have to pay your guy, but it's, it may not be as good as you want it to be. But you, that's that's your guy. You're, you're pot committed with him. So I, I said... It's. I mean, Seattle's got this. You got the, the Cowboys have Romo. This is who you have. I didn't compare him to that. I, I'm yeah. basically saying he's he's better than that. You could you could be this guy. That's where the Cowboys are. And you said it. I don't know if you want to go that that route, but you said it, and you're right. I, well, actually, I, I I know what you're talking about, and I said it last night. Actually, when I was talking to some of my family members who had come to the game, and I it literally took my sister off her feet. She had to sit down. Like, oh God, please tell me no. That's not the case. But I was like, tell me the difference, like. Mm-hmm. Do the Cowboys have a Kirk Cousins? Like, do they have a guy who is like you you were in a situation where you needed to pay him because there weren't a lot of other guys that were better. You didn't have a lot of options. But what you've seen as far as results aren't quite there yet. Like Yeah, you got some stats, but as far as getting your team to that next level, like he hasn't shown you yet that he can do that. And again, I am not it's the same thing as what you're saying, Nick. I'm I think Dak is way better than Kirk Cousins at his best. The results, though, right now are saying they're about the same. It's hard to argue that the results are different. Right. That's what I was about to say. I still I have a lot of confidence that Dak is a better quarterback than that. I just I don't I don't even know how to articulate it. Um, but I I think I still think he's one of the best in the league when everything is working the way it's supposed to. Right. Um, but the fun thing is. Nuance goes out the window when you sign a $160 million contract. And I'm not going to bother arguing because the results are what they are. Like, I'm not just going to sit here and pound the table after you put up a 69 passer rating in a playoff game. Mm -hmm. Like, it is what it is. And, yeah, you had no time to throw. Your offensive line got mauled. Sorry. There were also some opportunities, though, that he had. Sure. He did. No, no, no. Again, he he played like crap. I think he's a better player than that. I sitting here right now, I do not think quarterback is a problem for the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to argue with the people that think that it is because that's if you don't like it, don't sign the 40 million dollar contract. Like that's the nature of this business and I think Dak is that he's just going to have to eat that and let it hopefully let it fuel him. Right. I I think he's going to be pissed off until he has a chance to get out there and and show something better but but until then what are you supposed to say yeah i will say this i do think that a lot of what we saw in the second half of the year from dak prescott 
was a result of an offensive line that just is not good enough. And if there's one thing that this team has to do this offseason, they have to figure out how to start the process of remaking their offensive line. That's going to be extremely difficult for the reasons that Dave was just talking about. Don't have a lot of money. You're picking late in the draft. It's going to be difficult. But they got to start that process now. They got to start figuring out how they can start remaking this offensive line because this offensive line is highly unreliable and they're just not good enough. What did they do with Romo to bring it full circle? They waited way too long to yep. do that. Yep. Like they waited until he was closer yep. to the end of his career. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't I mean I don't think Dax at that point, but yeah, you can't you can't let that thing slip. Maybe it's a knock on him. There are some quarterbacks in the league that can make it work with less, but I don't think he's one they're, of them. They're too light on offensive line. I mean, I mean, I went back. I was watching a game 2009 or 10 when they they play. I watched that offensive line and you know, Leonard Davis at at, at right guard <laughs> yeah. and Flozell Adams and Mark Colombo and Kyle Kozer is not the biggest guy, but the center was Andre Gerard. Yeah, they Jeez. got they had a big offensive line. a big line, offensive yeah. line and I, I get that the football's changed a little bit, but the 49ers had a big, had a big line and they have a, a veteran line. I mean, I, I think this whole underside. I mean, how many screens are we really running here? How many screens that these work. guys are pulling? What I'm saying is, get the screen pages out of the playbook right. anyway. But their Whoa. athleticism, how much does that factor in? You're, I, I like having good athletes on the line. I mean, good. They all got it to the line, and we got in the, to get the ball spiked. I'm sure everybody would have done that. You know, Lyell and Tyron got there. But I'm just saying, athleticism for the offensive line. For the most part, I want a guy that's mean and nasty and big and can push you back. And they don't have that. Connor Williams is is athletic. Good for him. He'll, I mean, he'll, he's going to go to free agency and yeah. his agent's going to sell that. But he's not. He's not. His technique isn't great. And he doesn't push people back. He's probably a tackle. That's where he should have been playing all along. Yeah. It's a hell of a hell of a final impression to leave. I will say real quick though, I do for think him? before we yeah. before we end the what show, what Leighton leave? A good one. Thought Leighton played one of his better games of the season. In all honesty, Sorry. I oh. said this off the I said this off the air. I think he did play well, but he needs to go to a team that's going to face the 49ers a lot, and, and that's that style. Yeah, that style suited because, him because when they're going to run and like that, he I mean, he he did have a nice game. He had a great play that could have changed the game when he stopped Debo at fourth and one or third and whatever. He stopped him one yard short. It was a huge play in the yeah. game, but. Yeah, you're right. I mean, because you're not asking him to do as much in coverage. But if you're coverage asking him in and, coverage a lot, that's yeah, that's not yeah, his that's thing. That's his liability. So I don't know if he comes back or not. I don't know who your coordinator is going to be. Yeah. We so might. Much. We're gonna we're gonna get into a lot of that tomorrow with regards to the coaches. We're gonna need. We might need to do more shows than you would anticipate. Yeah. I just feel like there's a lot of moving parts. Like we're not going into the off season like, well, this is what we've got, and these are the guys that'll be here. Like we could be dealing with some drastic changes over the next week yep. or so. And there certainly are reports out there that are swirling, which happens when you lose in the playoffs first round. There are going to be those kinds of reports. But we'll get into some of that stuff tomorrow. The thing is, I, like, I thought we have a lot of answers. Like we can sit and talk no. about it, but it's like, okay, well, what's the answer then? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, good point. A lot of questions that we won't find out until well. You never know. You never know how quickly things can start moving around here, too. Well, the good thing is we got something to talk about. So <laughs> I never. I mean, like you got to get. You got to get, and y'all know better than me. You've got to get to the NFC title game. No, what is that? Exactly. <laughs> you got to get there at some point, Nick, for me to believe that it's going to happen. So, like, even at the highest of high of this season, I don't think I legitimately believed that they could reach that level just because they haven't done it. 
I definitely thought that they were they were a divisional round team. Like this was a team that I thought was good enough to get <laughs> where the other ones have gone, and they weren't even that good. They weren't even good enough to go one and one in the postseason. Like zero oh and one with with some of the highs we saw from this team. Zero oh and one is just a. Dak said it himself. I'm not even. I'm not even calling them out. Dak said it himself. They underachieved this year. Yeah, they did. I don't think there's anybody that can that can question that. They did. All right. Uh, real quick before we end the show, I do want to say to all you guys that are out there listening. And Nick mentioned you guys, but I want to mention you because it the it means a lot to us that you guys through an entire season. And really, this starts in the off season. It goes into training camp when we start gearing up and talking about this team every day. And then you guys take this ride with us every season. And through the ups and the downs, you laugh with us. You probably cry with us a little bit, but you're definitely there with us. And we appreciate you guys taking your time every day come and sit in on our shows and listen to what we have to say. I ran into a guy yesterday at the stadium, just randomly like, oh, you're Derek. And I was like, yeah. And we yeah. talked for a bit. And it was just, that does me good because I know the people out there listening they're willing to take this ride with us. We appreciate and we don't want you to ever take that for granted. We appreciate you taking this ride with us every season. And uh, we can't promise the results. What we can promise you is that we're going to get on here every day when we're supposed to get on here. And we're going to talk about it. And we're going to hopefully uh, entertain you while we keep you informed about this team. And uh, that's what we try to do. And so we appreciate you doing it with us. I think the whole night, like whole night last night, I, I love being like the conduit for information for people that care about this team like it it's what you it's it's your hobby it's your passion it's your life and it's awesome that i get to help you do that and like the whole last night in the press box i was just like how do we sell this to him nick like how do we how do we it's all it's like your disappointed parents or something you're yeah. like how do i explain that i wrecked the car right like, how do i explain that they lost again i just i don't know how to do yeah, it i mean and i i, I said it before i i just they, they they are they were I mean I feel like the um like the late Denny Green said it even though he's like they they are who they thought we were yeah. you know but I didn't I didn't think they were this way mm-hmm. I didn't see it I wanted to see it differently and I, I I didn't and I and I feel like in a way I feel like brought us here by saying this I kind of like failed the fans because I kept saying yes I kept saying hey no they're gonna win and I said it yeah they're gonna beat the 49ers 49ers could have been nine and eight but yeah. I didn't see it. And I didn't want to see it. That's the thing. I didn't want to see it. But they showed us who they were all year. And by the, they, they kept showing us. We just refused to believe. It. I refused. We, to we refused to. And believe I do apologize for that. Times. Yeah, that's it. No, to give myself credit. So it kind of sounds like you are. I, well, I got so much crap from people saying you're a downer. Blah blah blah. I'm like, dude, I get on here and I talk about what I feel like. I see on the field. So I'm just saying, I, no, there were times but, where I was taking myself to the Super Bowl, but there were times where I'm like, this ain't it. So And you've had both I'm, this season, right? I, That's, <laughs> you've, been, it's, you've been on both ends. It's so true, though. Like, go, I mean, on Friday, I don't remember exactly what I said, but like, I didn't want to, I didn't want to pick him. I yeah. didn't want to. And, but I was just like, I don't want to be the guy that didn't hop on board if they do catch fire. Like, if they do play up to their potential, I don't want to be the guy that thought they couldn't do it. And our first instinct turned out to be the right one, unfortunately. But enjoy the ride, yeah. Hey, it was well, so you have fun. To. You have to. <laughs> but, you know, honestly, but you, you but honestly, honestly I, I still, as much as I hated it last night and I woke up this morning feeling awful because I always do when this moment comes, the fact is... I still had some very enjoyable moments this season yeah. watching this team play. And so I, it was a joy to every Sunday 
watch Michael Parsons play football. Like, I got some pleasure out of watching. So, yes, you have to enjoy the ride. That's a part of being a fan as well. And it's extremely disappointing. I was telling you before we went on the air, like, I got it both ways. My college Mm -hmm. team and my pro team both, like, they just disappoint me. That's what they do. They try to disappoint me. They look for opportunities to disappoint me. But if you don't enjoy the ride, then what's the point of being a fan? It's no fun if you can't enjoy parts of of the ride, even if it doesn't get where you want it to go ultimately. That's what's going to happen next year. I mean, they're going to have some good moments and bad moments, and and everything's going to be compared to the playoffs but i mean if 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 you can't if you can't enjoy it that you're right like you said what what are we doing like like we're gonna get to a thanksgiving and it's gonna be fun it's gonna be festive whatever hopefully we're back to normalcy you know not wearing masks and full press box and all that kind of stuff but you're not gonna sit there and be like well this doesn't matter good win but it doesn't matter once once i start I can't. I wouldn't be here this long if yeah. I if, if it gets I, to that. Then I'm, that. I'm ready to retire. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna go do something else. We yeah. wouldn't. We wouldn't yeah. do it for this long. So yeah. it, it sucks. But I mean, when the draft show start? I've gotten so many. Emails. I'm, I'm I ready. I mean, you, I got so many emails. Guard centers. From last night Let's go. To this morning <laughs> of people complaining about how many years I since the what yeah. is it 80 it was, for years and years, and we're in 2022 now. Mm-hmm. And they're still writing emails. <laughs> they're still in it. I'm like, damn. Do y'all want the speech? Okay. I mean, I do it every sure, year. I'll do it, it again. It, it, being a fan, you don't choose it. It chooses mm-hmm. you. It chooses you. You, you want you, you. They're like, I don't want to be cowards. I'm done. BFS. You will be there again. All right. <laughs> I'll just say I'll go. I'll go with the bull, and that's it. Mm. BFS. You will be here again because the Cowboy fandom, it chooses you. Cowboys Nation, you don't want it to it. It pisses you off. You're done. You're going to throw it away. You'll and be dusting it off weeks. in a little bit. Yeah. And that's who you are and embrace it. It sucks right now. But, man, the real ones, they've been through worse than this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's so true. I hate when someone says, I've been a fan since 1974 or whatever, and I'm done. I'm like, bull. <laughs> 1989, where were you? You were here. You could have dusted this thing off a long time ago. If you've been a fan since 1974, right. yeah, like the 80s were way worse <laughs> right, than anything yeah. we're dealing right. with. Right. So, no you know, it sucks, and you have a right to. You have a right to be pissed off. You should be. But yeah. stay with us, because we're going we're gonna to do it again. Yeah. We're going to get on the horse, and we're going to do it again. And and that's that's what we do. We're going to find some damn offensive linemen. We're going to find some linemen. <laughs> Don't you that's worry your about That's your job, it. Dave. Go find <laughs> us some offensive linemen. You brought us a Kavanaugh and Kyle. All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, for Nick Even, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I am Derek Eelton. This has been The Break Live on DallasCowboys.com Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?